Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Owen Shadrick. Thanks again for joining me here today. The Vermont Lake Monsters are probably the hottest team in the league right now after starting 0-3. They have won seven in a row for a record of 7-3. The Bravehearts, though, are in first place at 7-2. Westfield also at 7-3. Followed by the Brockton Rocks at 4-5, the Suns at 4-6, and and the Silver Knights, Sea Unicorns, and Bees, each with three wins. Everybody trying to climb to that first place spot. It was Westfield's that last week. It is Worcester's this week. Good slate of games coming up. We've got our first off day today. So thank you for tuning into this podcast on the off day. We had some other big news in the Futures League circles this week as 12 Division Three players were named All-Americans, including our guest on this podcast. And Jack Choate was named a D2 All-American. So congratulations to all of those guys. For today's podcast, we've got Jackson Hornung from the Westfield Starfires. Bolin's magic has been on full display so far, and he's been a big part of that as he's hitting 516 out of the gate. He talks about how he got to Westfield, the environment at Bolin's, his relationship with new manager Kyle Dombrowski, and his incredible career at both Skidmore thus far and at Ashland High School. It's a good one. Thank you guys again for tuning in, watching, and listening. Follow us on social media. Let's get you to this interview. Here is Jackson Hornung. We are honored to be joined by our next guest here on Back to the Futures. He has had a scorching start to the summer, and you could say that he is the star of the Starfires and here this far into the season. It's Jackson Hornung of the Westfield Starfires. Jackson, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Doing well, man. And out of the gate, as I mentioned, you seem to be the star of the Starfires. You're getting 516. You got two doubles, a triple, and 12 RBIs. You only have two games without multiple hits, which seems insane here just a week and about a week and a half into the season how have you felt so far you know I've been I've been feeling good the boys on the team uh instill a lot of confidence in me so it, it definitely helps and makes everything a little easier yeah you talk about the boys on the team you guys are red hot out of the gate uh you're seven and two how do you guys keep it going and you know keep this up and you know try and sustain the success all year uh it's just the culture you know all the guys are really close right now and uh, which is a really good thing, which I wasn't expecting this early on in the summer, but everyone's really close where we got, we got a good bond going and uh, we just, we're just having fun. And that's a big thing is we're having fun and we're staying loose, but we're also, we also want to win. And I think that's the big part of it because you can't take it too seriously, but you definitely got to um, have confidence in yourself and your, in your teammates. So it definitely helps us succeed. Yeah, and you talk about that success, and that's what the Morehouses and Thompsons try and instill into the Westfield culture. What have you felt so far about the environment, both based on what the ownership has been doing and what the fans uh, provide there at Bowens Field? Oh, Bowens Field is awesome. You know, from day one, we saw Bowens Magic with, uh, with all the little kids running around and uh, asking for autographs and everything. So that was a really cool thing. And I know a lot of the other guys also think it's awesome to see all the fans there and all the support we get from the whole staff. Everyone always wants us to succeed and just see us win and everyone is just awesome there. So it's great to be a part of it. Yeah, and we're gonna go ahead here with our Zephyr question of the day presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. Do you believe in Bullen's magic and what's one example that you've seen of it so far? Oh, I mean, it's not do I believe in it, it's obviously real, you know, but um, I'd say one of many I've seen so far in such a short season uh, would be a pinch hit home run by Jack Wentworth to uh, tie the game in the bottom of the 10th with two outs. Just everyone, you know, everyone was there. Everyone felt it. And uh, 
that was the first game we could have we could have felt it and it was right there so definitely that that was definitely it yeah there is no way that Bullen's magic is not real it did it, yeah. it is it is a thing it is mm-hmm. it, it continues to amaze the in me the league everybody it's it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> hold on we'll get right back to back to the futures but first we want to share a message from our friends at 78 sports do you have kids playing baseball or softball we all know practice time is limited especially here in new england not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up very quickly save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home our friends at 78 sports can help you put together the perfect at home training setup whether you want to start small with just a tee and a net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. And I've used their stuff before. I've seen their facilities. They definitely cover everything. The team at 78 Sports design and install hundreds of at-home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you find the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y the number eight sports.com for a limited time only by just mentioning back to the futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S E V E N T Y number eight sports.com. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. And talk about your relationship with new manager, Cal Dombrowski. He's done a very good job so far, obviously, as you guys are off to a hard start. What has he taught you about the game and kind of how is he kind of wrangling this team and continuing the success? Uh, well, he he's not trying to change too much as we're uh, succeeding right now, but he's he's definitely been a huge part of why we're winning so many games. He tries to keep us loose and just have fun with the game, and uh, he knows he knows a lot of the guys in the team are really good players, so he just tries to use that to his advantage. Just just fix the little things, not not uh, change too much, and just try to keep finding success in everything we do. And just you know, when we fail, not to be afraid of failure. I think that was one of the biggest things he said: don't be afraid of failure, which this is a game of failure. You fail seven times out of 10 and you're still going to be in the hall of fame one day. So, you know what I mean? So he just says, don't be afraid of failure. I mean, and that'll bring more success as the season comes. Yeah. That's a great mentality because, you know, I, I fail a lot on this podcast and I always like to build myself back up, you know? So, you know, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Kat. I appreciate that. How did you end up in Westfield originally? Obviously, you know, everybody has their own stories about how they got in contact with the league. We'll talk about your spring season in a second, but how did you end up in Westfield? Uh, well, I've been looking to try to play in the Futures for a couple of years now, but haven't had much success with it. But uh, this past season, one of my uh, roommates and teammates up at Skidmore, he had contacted um, Westfield and they had been looking at him and he also had told him about me. So they had called my coach and just had asked, um, about how I was as a player, person, everything. And, and then it ended up working out. I got a spot. And um, then I, I, uh, my spring season, I think, helped a little bit. So it definitely was nice to get on a team. And I'm happy. I I'm, couldn't be happier that I'm here. So worked out for the best. Yeah, and let's get into that spring season in a second. Naming every single accolade you won my may take the entire podcast episode, but we'll, we'll start with the big one. You were the player of the year for the Liberty League and first team, along with two of your teammates. What was it like to earn those accolades, not only for yourself, but also for your teammates? Oh, I mean, it was awesome. Having just our program have uh, accolades like that just, just is, can help build us up. You know, we got a great team and a lot of guys behind me that just pick me up and I pick them up and the whole team picks everyone up. And Coach Plore does a great job and keeps everyone up and just tries to help us succeed and 
stay positive throughout the entire season because this is our first season, our first full season in a while. So it was definitely a diff uh, different um, aspect, you know, having a long season, 40 games. So just having uh, the guys behind us and just keep us positive and always up, you know, couldn't, couldn't be better. Yeah, and from the team awards and the league awards to the national awards, this is crazy. You were named to the 2022, um, here we go with this, American Baseball Coaches Association, ABC, or the ABCA, Rawlings, NCAA Division Three All-Region First Team, and the D3 Baseball First Team All-American. You had a crazy year. You hit 468 home runs, 51 RBIs, 54 runs scored. Were you seeing the ball pretty well, I think, maybe, a little bit? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely looking big this year. And uh, so just talk about those awards for a second, what they mean to you. Uh, well, awards personally don't mean too much to me, but um, it's definitely cool to be recognized like that. And um, I know definitely with some kids on my team, it helps push them to try to catch me, and I want them to catch me. There's a kid on our team that I know is going to do everything that I did this year, but probably better, 10 points higher, 20 points higher, more home runs, more hits. So and, you know, to, if, if that helps push him towards that, then that, I did my job, right? Yeah, you did your job. That was the most important thing, obviously. And during that incredible season, you had an 18-game hit streak and also had a 30-game on-base streak. When you get in those types of grooves, how do you stay focused? What's your mentality? What are you thinking day in and day out? Are you thinking about it? I try not to think too much. I think when I think too much, I get in my head, and, and then that's when – you don't see so much success. So, you know, I just try to stay, stay loose, just try to have fun. Cause that's one of the biggest things. If you're not having fun, then you can't really succeed. So whenever I'm having fun, I feel loose. Then that's when I feel at my best. Yeah. That's super important. And let's talk about more of the team success. You guys enjoyed a solid 2022 season finished with a record of 23, 12 and two in a top spot in the Liberty league East his most wins in a season for Skidmore since the conference championship team of 2012. What was it like being part of that and helping basically put Skidmore on the map for in the, in the baseball department? Oh, it was awesome to see that, you know, we, we started off really hot and we're seeing all these things like, Oh, Skid, this, this, this is the first time Skidmore's won six games, six, the first six games of the year. And, you know, everyone's like, wow, we got something special going. And just to see all the guys come together from, the freshmen all the way up to our seniors and our senior captains. It was just, you could just see the culture just, just being becoming like so good. And, um, you know, just, you see the success and everyone wants to succeed and you see everyone's always positive and picking each other up. So it was just awesome to be a part of that. And we got a great coaching staff, which helped so much. Cause if you, if you're not playing for someone, you know, that you don't like, you know, it's, it's hard. And to be able to play for people that we care about, about and they care about us and they're great people it's just makes everything so much easier yeah your coach has got some recognition as well and clearly uh it was it was um well deserved as you guys had a great year and i asked this to everyone that plays division three baseball because i think it's super important to ask how much pride do you take in playing for a division three school oh it's awesome you know um i we don't really think about like the the different divisions you know it's not a big deal for for us, we just want to keep playing the game we love. And, you know, some of the talent I've seen in, in Division Three has been awesome. You know, you see guys from all over that you're like, these guys are really good players. And, you know, it's it's awesome to play for a school like Skidmore and see the guys we play against. And uh, so it's just been awesome. We, we love it here.
Yeah. And, and certainly that must've been a process, your recruiting process, you're an Ashland mass native. We'll get to your high school days in a minute. And you go to a New York school. How did you end up at Skidmore? Uh, one of my friends in high school, uh, we were looking at schools and um, they told me about the Liberty league and Skidmore specifically. And I personally never heard of it, but um, I looked into it because it was also 25, 30 minutes away from my grandparents. So I was like, that's a good spot to be. So I went to the camp and, you know, if you go to Saratoga Springs, you, you can't not fall in love with that, that place. You know, it's awesome from the town to the school itself. So it was definitely kind of an easy decision there. So it worked out. Yeah, it certainly worked out. And going back in time here at Ashland High, you were you seem like the big man on campus there, the three-sport athlete, football, hockey, and baseball. You led all three to the sectional finals in the same year. Were you, you tired at all after that? Uh, no, I mean, you know, sometimes, but it's definitely uh, fun to play those different sports and be able to make different relationships with a lot of different people. And um, so I, I – I wish I could have had another season of all three of those sports So, with my high school buddies, but it was definitely fun. And talk about the preparation for that, because that's, I mean, you got to play three It's hard hitting sports too. It's not like these are like, you're not, I was <laughs> not going to name some, I'm not going to name other sports that I'm thinking in my head, but <laughs> what is the preparation like when you go, when you're going into school year, knowing that it's literally you're going from football, right to hockey, right to baseball. Uh, well, the transitions are definitely tough, but you know, when you got, when you're looking forward to a new season, like by the end of the football season and once Thanksgiving comes around, you know, you, you get really sad, but then you're like, okay, I got hockey season. So you get, you get prepared for that and you get a whole new group of guys and which is pretty similar to the year before. So you know who you're coming in with and it's a sport you've been, you've been playing your whole life. So it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to get into it, but, um, the, the, the transition is definitely tough. I mean, from football, you, you get conditioned, but then and you think you're in really good shape, and then you get on the ice, and the first game of the year comes around, and you can barely skate for 30 seconds on a shift. The cold air, I don't know if it's the cold air. I don't know what it is, but it is tough. But then I'd say the transition from hockey to baseball is a lot easier because you get a little bit more time in between. I think we get a couple, at least two, three weeks before we – you really ramp up and you, know, you can't get outside for a while. So you're inside. So it's definitely an easier transition, but easier doesn't mean it's easy in general. So. Yeah, no, can't, that can't be easy. I can't <laughs> imagine that being easy in any facet whatsoever. <laughs> All right, let's go into football for a little bit. You were the quarterback. You helped lead your team to the South final on a last minute touchdown your senior year. What was your experience like on the gridiron overall? It was awesome. You know, I didn't, I didn't start playing until my sophomore year of high school, but I'm, I wish I started earlier. I mean, it was a, it's a, it's just, it's a great sport. And uh, I think the bonds that you make in football are kind of like no other. I'm not sure why, but it just kind of is, you know, guys that you never really knew all of a sudden are, are your brothers. And it's a, it's a, you know, large team. I think we had like 80 guys or something. So you meet a lot of new faces, but you know, it was just one of the best sports to be a part of seeing like everyone come together on Friday nights was just, it was awesome. So. Yeah. There's quite, there's nothing quite like a high school football game on a Friday night. It's just, it, yeah. yeah. When, when you, you know, when you're there and you're, you're, well, for me, when you're cheering, but you, I imagine when you're playing, it's, it's a whole different, whole different ball game. Mm. And let's go to hockey for a minute. You were the tri-league MVP and you knocked off, you guys knocked off Hanover to make the semifinals and ended up in the South final. 
the insanity continues with you. What, what was it like playing hockey at, uh, at Ashland? I was awesome. You know, I've been, hockey is probably what I, the sport I played for the longest of my life. And, you know, I, it's, it's a great sport. I mean, I love it. Can't, I wish I could still be playing on the ice and stuff every once in a while, but you know, the pond hasn't been my friend the past couple of years, but you know, it was a great sport to play. I got to play with a lot of my friends in high school and I met a lot of guys earlier in my life playing, playing hockey. So it's just, it, it, it's very close to me. Yeah, and I'll wrap up the high school questions by asking this. Looking back on it, what was your favorite part about high school and playing all of those sports? Oh, that's tough to think for a second. I'd say, I would just say the relationships. You know, the best part about it was you meet, you meet guys that you might have gone to school with for 10, 15 years before that, but you never really got to know them until you got on the field with them and you wanted to just succeed so much together. So it was nice to be able to have your guys that you grew up with and also the new guys you meet and you just become really close to everyone. And then you have those relationships for life. So I think that would definitely be the most important part of it too. Yeah. Based honestly, based on the con, like I was, I wasn't, I was considering not asking is it, I like the question, but I was considering not asking it because it, I, I already got the answer. It seemed like you're very, you know, you were very close with all your teammates and that's, you know, that's what you want for a high school experience. Yeah. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Before we return to back to the futures, we want to share a message from our friends at Zorian back company. Rob Zorian started the company Zorian back company in 2003, literally out of the trunk of his car in Davie, Florida. Within two years, he was selling his wood bat line to major league baseball and continues to manufacture the highest grade wood bats for little league all the way up to the majors. Rob Zorian founder and president of Zorian says, I started the company in 2003 to service all baseball players in the United States and beyond. And after 19 years, our mission has not changed. We are very excited to have the opportunity to work with the Futures League and wish all of our players and coaches a healthy and successful season ahead. For more information about Zorian, visit their website, ZorianBats.com. Zorian, America's baseball brand. Now, back to Back to the Futures. And I'm going to wrap up with a few questions here about your position on the field. You were a catcher for both the Starfires and at Skidmore, but you weren't always a catcher. You play, actually played shortstop in high school. What was the transition like for switching positions and what, what led to that? Uh, well, I, I, I caught earlier on in my life. I caught from Little League up until high school and a little bit in the summertime. But, um, you know, I always loved also playing in the middle infield. So, and that was the spot I could uh, play at in high school early on in my life. You know, we got, got a lot of great catchers above me. So I just tried to uh, get in my role that I could. And, you know, it, it ended up just rolling out the way that I just kept playing short and uh, second in, in high school. But I knew, like, I loved catcher and I wanted to catch in college and I wanted that to be a priority for me. So I, look, I started looking at schools that would uh, allow me to do that. And Skidmore was one of them. And I'm so grateful for that. So the transition wasn't too bad, but I definitely missed short more than I thought. And I always try to, get, try to convince my coach to let me play short. And he finally did this year. But yeah, it's funny because everyone um, in, high, in my high school used to knows I'm a shortstop. And uh, it's like, oh, you catch now. And now everyone here in the Starfires and at Skidmore is like, you're a catcher. You don't, you know, you can't play short. So it's definitely funny seeing that aspect to it. Cause you don't, you don't see that those two positions uh, very often, but 
So no, not really. That's why <laughs> when I looked, when I read it, I was like, shortstop to catcher. That's kind of weird. <laughs> like that, that seems like, yeah. well, I guess going the other way would be weirder, but being a catcher playing shortstop. Yeah. Um, do you talk to Kyle Dombrowski about getting you out on the uh, middle infield yet? Or? <laughs> I always, I always ask him, I'm always like, Hey coach, I can, I can play short. And he's just like, he just looks at me, doesn't say anything. Just is like, okay. He just always says, okay. And just walks away. I'm like, yep, that makes sense. I, I probably wouldn't put me there right now either. So I don't blame him. And one of the players you actually caught in at Ashland was Alex Amalfi, former pitcher for the Worcester Bravehearts. What's your relationship like with him? Oh, he's, I mean, I, we talk a lot. The text, we always shoot text back and forth. Whenever we're both home, I always try to catch his pens. I'm always texting him like, hey, you want to throw a pen? And he's always texting me, hey, can you catch a pen? So, you know, it's we got a good relationship going. And he, I, it's, it's going to be, I can't wait to see him succeed this year in the summer. You know, I, I watched him all, all in the spring. And um, it was just awesome to see how he just, just became just an insane baseball player. You know, from seeing him play my entire life, we were teammates since we were young, to just growing up to just – absolutely throwing gas it's crazy because every one of us in high school all, all the guys are like i heard alex is pretty good at baseball now i'm like uh yeah very good at baseball you know yeah. so it's, it's awesome to see that and see him succeed so and i can't wait to see what he does in the future with his, with his baseball career yeah he had a stellar career with the brave hearts and it seemed like every week on twitter it was a new tweet about him having 15 plus strikeouts and I was like that's impossible <laughs> it's just it was consistency in the strikeout department so that's awesome mm-hmm. that you guys have that relationship and speaking of that when catch catching it's obviously important to have a good relationship with the pitcher but in summer league it kind of gets difficult when you're just meeting these guys for the first time so how do you as a catcher approach that relationship with the pitcher is it talking to guys on day one is it talking to guys in the bullpen uh, it's kind of a little bit of both, you know, some guys, you know, everyone kind of comes in at different times and this is kind of one of my first years um, having that like opportunity to catch and having to meet those new guys. So I've just kind of seen what the other guys have done and Nolan, uh, has, like he showed me, he does a great job with it. He talks to all the guys, tries to catch as many pens as possible just to try to get them comfortable with us as well. And that's a big thing. But I also think the relationship itself just off the field is a big thing too. So, you know, just trying to talk to the guys and getting to know them, like not just within baseball helps a lot. Cause if they can trust you off the field, they can trust you on the field. Yeah, that's certainly important. And one more quick question about catching. Got to ask it. What's your pop time? I have no idea. No idea. I, Damn. I would say, I would say in the, in the spring, early spring, we'll say like, we'll say two Oh, but I don't think I've gotten it uh, checked that much. So maybe I'll have Denbro do it today and I'll shoot you a text to let you know. I bet. Yeah. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta come to Westfield. We gotta compare pop times. Yeah, definitely. All right. One final question here before we sign off a message to Starfire fans, as you guys are seven and two and cruising here at the start of the season. Uh, thank you so, so much for coming out. So, uh, so far in the season and we love seeing you guys. And uh, keep the bones magic and the energy up, and hopefully we can keep succeeding for you guys. So stay, we'll stay strong for you guys, and just keep being positive. Yeah, I got to keep being positive, keep that bones magic alive, and I'm sure it will be. Uh, it'll be alive all summer long. Jackson, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Best of luck with everything, and we'll see you at the Bowling Around the Futures League soon. Thank you, Owen.
All right, and this has been episode two of season five of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.